Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week, I learned that truth is floating. It's scary. You feel unsure. But what I've learned and what I've seen is that when you do tell the truth and you're honest, of course, in the nicest way possible, in the way that is honoring of your feelings and also honoring of the person who you're giving your truth to, it makes you feel light. You float on it, um, or at least I float on it. And even though this is the case, you often will still find yourself scared to be honest, scared to be candid, scared to be open. But whenever you do, get out of your own way and finally express those feelings. There's a liberation that comes with it. There's a lightness that comes with it. There's a freedom that comes with it because truths that we hold in often lead to stress and tension. It leads to resentment. And those are all the things that if we have a choice and if we have control over, we should try to rid our lives of. So this week I learned that truth is floating and that feeling will always be worth the stress and anxiety that I initially have to go through in order to tell the truth or to at least tell my truth. I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were, it feels right for a reason. And I think this week for me personally, this really resonated and the confidence to sit in the pocket of your your emotions and to be confident enough to trust yourself that what I'm doing feels right because it is right and I'm going to continue and I'm going to get out of my own way and I'm not going to be scared and even if I get scared I'm not going to stop is a powerful a powerful strength to have and it's just a matter of trusting yourself and trusting yourself seems like an easy concept to wrap your head around but in truth it's often difficult to trust ourselves but the question that I ask myself when I'm having a difficult time letting go and feeling the feelings that are making sense and allowing myself to just be in that moment is are you sound And (laughs) for the most part, the answer is yes. I believe that I'm sound of mind. And I believe that the, the decisions that I make are not just fueled by stress, by confusion, by insecurity. And when I can confidently determine that I am sound of mind, It makes it so much easier to be able to bask in the feelings that I'm feeling without guilt or fear or wanting to run away or thinking it's too good to be true. That may be the case. It may end up being too good to be true, whatever situation you're in. But in the moment that it feels right, bask in that, enjoy it, sit in that pocket and ride it out as long as you possibly can. So for this week, I'm going to be talking to you guys about personal liberation. So when you're in 
a situation that's less than ideal of any kind in any type of situation, getting out of it and moving on to the other side, walking away, closing the door, walking through the door is is liberating. It brings about a sense of liberation. It brings about freedom. It brings about joy. It brings about relief. And if we're being very honest with ourselves, it also often brings about fear. And when you think of getting out of a situation that isn't the best, and when I say a situation that isn't the best, it's not always a relationship Per, like a romantic relationship per se it can be any any situation situations we got ourselves into situations we ended up in situa- situations we were born into but when you get out of it you don't the euphoria and the joy of finally being free of whatever it is that was holding you back can be overshadowed by the fear of what's to come you know we often find ourselves in less than ideal situations, but because of comfort, because of familiarity, because I know how to deal with these devils. I know how to deal with these terrors. I know how to walk on eggshells, walk around and navigate these muddy waters. We get comfortable there. So the fear often arises when you think of doing it again. You feel fear of getting hurt again, You feel fear of crumbling again. You feel fear of trying something again and having it not work out exactly the way it didn't work out the previous time that you just recently liberated yourself from. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. That's never been my game plan and that will never be something I do. There is always a risk of of that fear coming to pass. There is a risk that you will try again and get a fresh start and it will end up negatively exactly the same way the other situation is. This is the risk of life. There's nothing in this life that's guaranteed except for living and dying, right? Or what do they say? Taxes as well (laughs) in some countries, of course. Um, And this fear of the unknown and potentially going back into a negative situation will have a lot of us second guessing our ability or our want to even step into something. But the question I ask myself and I want to ask you guys as well is what is in your power? When you're in a situation, whether good or bad, positive or negative, one you took yourself into or one you ended up in, there are certain powers that you possess. And when you are liberated from a a less than ideal situation, this is the perfect time for you to assess the red flags of that situation, whatever it may be, from a hindsight perspective. And of all the powers we possess in personally liberating ourselves or any type of liberation and getting to a better place the ability to look at our situations from a hindsight perspective is one of the most if not the most important 
powers that we possess and should also always utilize. And when I say red flags, I'm saying your red flags as well as their red flags. And there can be an institution, there can be a person, can be a group of people, whatever. So your red flags, when you're looking back on your hindsight perspective, are where you can improve. So take a hard, tough look at yourself. Even if you were in a situation where you were wronged and you didn't deserve the outcome of that situation, it's very unlikely that there's nothing that you can pinpoint on yourself if you're being true and honest to yourself that you didn't do wrong that you can improve. Let me repeat that because I think that was a little bit messy even in a situation that's unfavorable, a situation where you were wrong and guilted, very seldom will there be a situation where you're ju- you were just completely perfect, whether you're, you're most at fault or not. So part of your responsibility in looking at your red flags from a hindsight perspective is to see where you can improve, what you did wrong, what you could have done better, what you didn't pay attention to that you should have or what you let slide under under the table that you never should have you know because when we are in situations it's important to always look at the fact that nobody is perfect nobody is ever a full angel even when you do try your best we're human and to be human is to be flawed even when we try our best so looking at your own red flags you need to really assess and see where you can improve for next time and also where did you also go wrong and the it might be difficult and I completely understand why that can be the case especially when you find yourself feeling that you were the one jilted in a situation and you were the one that was that got the short end of the stick. It's hard to turn around and look and say yes I did get the short end of the stick but in what ways did I did I maybe also give short sticks? (laughs) Where did I hand out short sticks that I shouldn't have? And where did I not do things in my best ability that I know I'm capable of? And on the other side, which is the easiest I personally think, is to also look at their red flags. And there can be a person, a group of persons, an institution, whoever is on the other side of this liberation that you just found yourself in, you need to pay attention and and first of all, ask yourself, what did you overlook? Because often the situations we're in that end negatively don't usually start off that way. And there's a slow burn, a slow transition, a slow momentum that picks up and ends up being the disaster that we want to get out of or that we eventually get out of. But in looking back at whatever situation didn't turn out advantageously for us, it's important to take a moment to see what you may, what red flags were glaring that you overlooked. And on the other side, what did you let slide? Because there are some things that you don't notice and there are some things that you notice, but you give the benefit of the doubt to. Um, a simple one for business people and young entrepreneurs is signing contracts. Sometimes you, you're you waiting for your big break. And the moment that somebody believes in you and offers you 
money, money that you've never seen before, money that you've never had before, money that can really change the game for you, you get excited and you sign that contract without reading the fine print, without going through. And often with celebrities, if you pay attention, a lot of them, um, especially musicians are at one point or another have issues with their record labels where they can't produce music or their music is put on ice, their album is put on ice. And if they were to think it over and look back, one of the advice, pieces of advice that they often give is to pay attention to your contract and don't overlook it. And sometimes it's our excitement or finally getting what we want that makes us not be able to see clearly those rose-colored glasses of the excitement of having something that we've either worked for or really wanted or are happy to have so much so that we don't see the glaring signs around us so that's important to also pay attention to and sometimes that can be from the aspect of the fact that someone sees how excited you are and because they know that you're so excited and that you want this so badly they know that it'll be easy to add some little things along the way that wouldn't be beneficial to you. But because you're so infatuated by whatever the situation is, you will not pay attention. And looking from a hindsight perspective at the red flags of other people can can easily be that. So I feel that hindsight allows you to look critically at a situation but the key is if you want to look critically at that situation. Um, you'd think that looking back on situations and seeing the way they work would be something that you'd always want to do. But sometimes when you get out of something that's unfavorable, you're so happy to be out of that situation that to even take a moment to look back at it to take a moment to rethink it or to even look back is way too traumatizing. It's way too stressful. It's way too big and you don't want to take yourself back there. Being able to put yourself back into a situation that had negative outcomes is something that's very difficult for us to do because it can rattle up those old feelings and take us back to a place that we really never ever 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 want to go back to but if we leave these places and think that that's where the work ends the problem with that is that you'll continue to be in the same place over and over and over again in different locations experiencing the exact same bs and the exact same problems that you went through the first time so for the rest of this episode, I want to just talk to you about three common negative side effects of lack of hindsight in our lives. And I want to take it from the three perspectives that I think are very common and relatable to most people. So those three perspectives are from a personal perspective, a relationship perspective, and from a business perspective. So the first one I'm going to start off with is the business perspective. And this is working for yourself, working for a corporation, working for one person, working at your family business, anywhere where it's a, a situation where you're exchanging goods or services 
for money (laughs) where you're getting a salary or some type of payment or compensation for whatever work you're doing. And when you lack hindsight perspective in business situations, what happens is that you will work with different people and different companies and constantly experience the same issues. I can personally attest to this (laughs) because prior to my last job where I was the one that I quit last year to pursue my own thing, all my jobs before that, maybe it was because I was young and dumb. Maybe it was because I'm, I might not be built to work for people long-term, but I constantly had issues with my managers. It was, it was horrible. Um, I would, uh, I worked at the theater at one point and we had this manager and it became so bad. She would try to assert her power on me, or I felt like she was asserting her power on me when of course she has power because she is my manager, but the way she did it to me felt very manipulative and we would constantly butt heads to the point where I quit that job. The job after that, I was doing good with most of our managers until we got a new manager who came in and was doing the same thing. Um, I felt like he was trying to force his authority on me and do it in a manipulating or vindictive way. And looking back, and that job I actually got fired from, which was one of the best things that could have happened because I was fired, I received severance, and while in the midst of receiving severance, actually two days after I was let go, I applied to the job that I ended up working at in finance and got the job within, I think, three days or less than a week. So that was a blessing in disguise. But nonetheless, when I got fired from that job, I had to really sit back and look and say, I'm having issues with managers. (laughs) I'm having issues with authority. I'm having issues with the way they speak to me. And I had to really take a look at myself because I, I was going into a job that was very corporate, very professional. And the last thing I would have wanted was for me to end up in another situation where I'm passive aggressive with my boss and I can't stand it and I want to leave, you know? So hindsight perspective was able to save me from doing this again I had done it two times in a row and it was about to be third time was a charm if I didn't really stop and look and the question I asked myself was what is my issue what are the expectations that I have from these people and if I don't receive what I'm expecting why am I unable to to let it go and going into the corporate world was like a whole new ball game. And what I learned from the other situations was to how to professionally turn the other cheek, how to professionally decline. If someone irks me and boils my blood, how to say it in a HR, HR positive way. <laughs> and if I didn't take the time to look back and really reflect, I kid you not, probably within, I'd say six months of my finance job, I would have butt heads with someone, walked in and had a permanent stink attitude. And while still on contract, they would have just fired me and let me go. So that is why it's important to have hindsight in business situations. The second type of situation that 
a lack of hindsight can have a very negative effect on is relationships. And when I say relationships for the purpose of this discussion, I'm talking about romantic relationships. A lack of hindsight in romantic relationships will have you in the same toxic relationship over and over again with different faces. Um, And I know a lot of people have this issue where they're like, oh, there's no good men around. There's no good women around. They're all gold diggers. They're all this. They're all cheaters. They're all this. But I, first of all, I don't ascribe to painting a group of people with one broad brush. I think that's absolutely ignorant and incorrect. But the reason why you're attracting the same type of person in different faces, in different heights, in different um, in different pay brackets, in different cultures and ethnicities is because you're not taking a good look at the past. And in taking a good look at the past, I think this is exactly where red flags really come into place. What were those things that happened in your past relationships that didn't end well that maybe you let slide? What were those situations that maybe he said something or she said something as a joke or you thought it was a joke, you laughed it off and six months down the line, you realize it wasn't funny. (laughs) So if you don't take the time to go back into those often traumatic and negative situations and really assess and look at what did I do wrong here? What didn't I see? Did this person show me who they were? Were there things that I thought were small that now looking back were actually the beginning and the cusp of something much bigger? And and my and I need to know these things, even though it hurts, so that I don't end up doing this again next time. And when you take the time to go back into those situations and look at the hindsight, you're gonna see red flags. Trust me, I was in a relationship and now I'm single, but there are people who I have met and certain, certain behaviors of theirs just shout at me. It shouts, run the other way. This is not for you. This is not for you. <laughs> and if I didn't take the time I needed to heal and really assess and look back and see the stupid things I allowed and the, <laughs> and the things I should never allow and the things I don't want for myself and the things I'm willing to bend on, the things I'm not willing to bend on, I wouldn't see those. And maybe a handsome face and some smooth talking and a few nice dinners would have had me in the exact same less than ideal situation I was in before. But because I took the time to assess, I was able to figure that out. And that is why, especially with relationships, you don't, heartbreak sucks, guys. Heartbreak is trash. It's so trash. And I wouldn't wish it on most people. (laughs) I would say anyone, but uh, I wouldn't wish it on most people. And to avoid heartbreak to the best of your ability. As I said, even when you're assessing red flags, it doesn't always mean that you won't end up in that situation, but at least you can know and be sure that you won't end up in the exact same situation you were just in, wasting time and running in a circle. Sometimes life happens and and the th- the devil you know is not the only version of the devil available, you know? Just like the angels you know 
aren't the only version. Angels come in many forms and devils come in many forms. So you might end up, unfortunately, in another situation where you deal with heartbreak, but it's a whole different angle that you've never experienced before. But at least it's not you walking in circles, dealing with the same trauma over and over again with different faces, different names. It's it's really not worth it. And it can really be avoided if you just take the time to do that hindsight work and assess what was working and what wasn't and then applying it. Because it's one thing to do the work. It's another thing to have the strength to apply that work into wherever you are. And the final aspect of the negative effects of lack of hindsight is on your personal self. And when I'm saying personal for this matter, just to keep it short, the one I see the most that's extremely com- um that's extremely com- common, that's the word, is finances. There are people who just have issues with their finances. And we're all getting older. I'm sure most of you guys who listen to this podcast are in your 20s to your 30s so we're getting older we have responsibilities we want to have good credit we want to eventually buy a house start a family do whatever it is things that require good um credit and good money management skills and there's a misconception that I've seen often happen for people and it's the situation where people are not good at managing their money and their assumption is, oh, I'm I'm in debt because I only get paid $50,000 a year. And if don't worry, next year when I apply for that job and I'm getting $80,000, i am not going to be in debt anymore. And then that person gets $80,000 and then they go into debt some more. And what it shows is that your mismanagement is the issue. It's not how much you're making because there are people who are making 30000 a year who are living tight maybe, but they're not going into crazy amounts of debt. So the, the assumption that having more will make you better is not, is not necessarily true because if you're not a good steward of 10000 you won't be a good steward of 20000 you won't be a good steward of 100000 And if you're having issues with your personal finances and how to deal with it, it's important to pay attention to what those issues are because the moment you get a higher, you enter into a higher tax bracket, you're going to have higher tax bracket taste. That coupled with your mismanagement is going to have you exactly in the same type of debt, which is even going to be higher and worse because now you're in that higher level. So you need to pay attention and look at what you're doing and don't put the assumption on your lack of funds. And sometimes it's hard. Like I'm sitting here telling you guys this because it's something I've seen and something I've also had to deal with and understand that just because I want it doesn't mean I should get it. And sometimes sacrificing and stewardship is the best possible thing you can do. Trust me, I haven't been shopping in, I'd say over a year because I am so focused on trying to build what I want to build and get it done that I'm willing to sacrifice everything to do that. But if you, if you blame a situation or you blame your problems on a situation that is not the true one, because the true one can sometimes hurt, like it's very painful to tell yourself or to acknowledge that I am trash at stewarding my money. 
what will happen is that as you make more money, you'll still be in a circle of debt and the debt will be more and more and more until you stop and really assess what's going on. So I just want you guys to, to be truly liberated and understand that getting out of a situation is where the work begins. Getting out of a situation is an amazing, getting out of a negative situation is an amazing feat, an amazing, admirable accomplishment. But to think the work ends there, unfortunately, is short-sighted. And I want you guys to be fully liberated by being self-aware and ensuring that you will do everything that's in your power and in your hands to make sure that you equipped yourself to not end up exactly in the place where you were before if you have the power to change that. So I really hope that helps you guys and it gives you some insight and perspective and moving forward or going forward, I'm going to try to take my situations or whatever talk topic I'm talking about and pull it from a personal relationship and business aspect because I think that those three those three categories will kind of fit into everyone's life in one way shape or form and most situations especially the ones that I like to talk about can be taken from all three of those so since those are the three places that I feel are beneficial and also I feel I'm equipped to talk about I just want to do that in every episode so I can make it as well-rounded and beneficial to you guys as possible so with that I'm going to get right into our words to live by for this week which are You owe it to yourself to do what you can. As I've said, you can't guarantee um, perfection and you can't necessarily always guarantee safety, but you do have the responsibility to do your part. And for me, and hopefully for you guys, when you do your part in a situation and you know that you've done all you can. You've done all you can to truly understand yourself. You've done all you can by putting in the effort that you feel you can. You've done all you can by by understanding and doing things to the best of your ability. It brings about a level of peace. And that peace comes from the fact that should things go south, you know that it's out of your hands. And when things, when you know, when you can walk away from something and say, I did all I could and it didn't work, it, it allows you to make a cleaner break. It's when we don't do all that we can and something's not working out that it blurs our vision and it blur and it blurs our ability to be able to say, this is not working out. I need to cut these ties because there's that There's that connection of, oh, maybe if I do a little more of this, maybe if I do a little more of that, maybe if I do a little more of this. And should the situation actually be going the way it is because of your lack of effort, that might be the catalyst to change it. But if the situation is going the way it is because it's not beneficial to you, the fact that you haven't done all you can is going to make it much more blurry and much more difficult and long and long-winded for you to get to that conclusion because there's always going to be that um maybe if I had done this, maybe if I had done this, but for our peace and for our power, we owe it to ourselves to just do the best we can at all times and when you do the best you can, it'll be so much 
life will be so much more fulfilling and gratifying because you know you've put your all into it. And I find personally that when I do put my all into situations, I get so much wonderful back. I always get wonderful back. And when I don't get wonderful back, I'm okay with it. And I know that better still remains because there are good people out there. There are good opportunities out there. And if I'm doing everything that's in my power and I'm working from that place of honesty, genuine behavior, truth, it's going to attract the right situations and people to me. And when those opportunities come, they're going to be wonderful And it's going to be worth the effort you put in every single time. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday.